This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences often shows us what we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. I'm excited for you to hear from our guests today. We first met Carmen Hope Thomas a few years back with her book, Why Marry a Man You Don't Need. The book's title was Not What You Expected, and neither was what happened to Carmen in recent years. Later, you'll meet the young filmmaker, I mean, she's only 23, and she's paying it forward by teaching an even younger generation of students how to tell stories on film. But first, author and entrepreneur Carmen Hope Thomas. She was riding high until her health took a dangerous turn. You'll be surprised at the cause. Carmen Hope Thomas, it is so good to see you again. Thank you for making the time. Thank you so much. It's great being here again. This is a wonderful experience, and I want to thank you again for it. The first time you were on the show, as I referenced, we were talking about that book, Why Marry a Man You Don't Need. Uh, Share with us, just bring us up to date on the success of that and how things have been going in your life since then. Well, it's interesting. Many people assume so much from the title. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the the book is really about my journey from being a successful single Black woman in America to being happily married and uh, with children and the whole nine. So I try my best to temper folks when they read the, the title. They're assuming a lot, but I try to just kind of brace them for it's not quite what you think it is. And I tell them that I'm really an advocate for marriage and, and men. And the book is, is, is really celebrates that. Um, And I've had so many conversations uh, these past few years about the book. It's really opened a lot of doors and it's been a success as far as I'm concerned. I'm very happy with it. And it's still selling very well on Amazon. That is so good to know. Tell me about your family, your husband and your children, family life going well. How have you all fared in these two plus years of this pandemic? Well, it's interesting. Um, we, when the last time you and I spoke, we were living in the U.S. Now we've moved to Jamaica. It has a lot to do with my story since writing the book. You know, when I wrote the book, I wrote the book before a very um, interesting health challenge in my life. Um, and I, I think I published the book because of the health challenge. And then later, as life would have it, so many things began to happen to me that really shed light on why uh, that health challenge happened. And then I said, I have to do something. I'm I'm a doer, I don't complain. Um, I I, I find ways to to service a need, which is kind of how the book came about and now how the hair care products have come about. Are you open to discussing more about this health challenge? I read that you went to sleep, your head was hurting, happens to a lot of women, and then you terrified when you woke up the next morning. I woke up blind, Uh, yes, I was, um, it's interesting, I I had my children older, as many Black women are finding themselves doing. I had my youngest uh, at 42, um, and I I was with my husband on vacation slash work vacation, and I I just had this incredible urge to go home. I told him we were in Orlando, we were living in Alabama at the time. And I said, Jason, I think it's time for us to just kind of go home. And he pushed back for a few days, but finally he acquiesced and we got on the road late one night. I volunteered to drive, which was interesting because my eyesight had been failing me 
for about two, two to three months prior to the trip. And, um, you know, being an older mom, you, you do have challenges. A lot of advanced maternal women can name them and, and eyesight is one of them. My doctor cautioned me about it and told me not to really worry, it'll bounce back. And so I drove from Orlando and when I got to Atlanta, a place that I had spent many a summers and of my childhood, I got to Atlanta and I didn't feel well. I, I, I woke him up, I said, I can't go any further. I think you should take over from here. Uh, by this time, the sun was coming up because you know, with young children, we had started in the night uh, on this drive. And my husband took over around 4.35 a.m. And I had the most amazing headache. I, I say it's amazing because I really don't know how I survived it. It was horrible. But I just really soon assumed that it was because I had been driving all night. And when I got um, home to Alabama, Huntsville was where we were living, um, I just unpacked everybody, got everybody settled, and I decided I was going to bed. This headache was not going to get me. And when I lied down to go to bed, I couldn't sleep. My head continued to hurt me all day and into the night. And the next day after waking up, I discovered that I was blind. Um, it's funny, somewhere in the night, I did get up to go to the bathroom and I, it, it, it didn't dawn on me the level of darkness that I went to the bathroom in, but you know, because we're so used to our homes, we know where things are. And I made myself my way to the bathroom that night and I threw up and I, it, was, it was a horrible night. I, 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 thinking back on it, I had no indication that what was happening to me was, was, was life-threatening. But when, when I got up the next day and I couldn't see, my husband took me to my doctor, that's when it really hit us that what was happening to me was unique. Um, and it puzzled the doctors. They weren't quite sure what was happening. And that's when I ended up um, deciding whether I was going to go to Vanderbilt or UAB because where I was at Huntsville, they couldn't manage what was happening in my head. Well, needless to say, I ended up in UAB and they discovered that I had a pituitary tumor that had, the way my doctor described it, the tumor itself had had a stroke in my head. That puzzled me for years after the tumor was removed. My eyesight, of course, was restored. And for years, I just couldn't let it go. Why did this happen to me? I was healthy, I thought, I exercised, I ate well, I, why a brain tumor of all things? But what was interesting, the more I asked questions, I found other women more than I thought I would find that had the same issue I had. Two were in my own family. I did not know that that's what had happened to them. And as I dug deeper, I found a study from the Silent Spring Institute in Boston that had finally done a study that connected our hair care products to our issues that are pretty unique to Black women. I don't think I know a Black woman that doesn't have at least one fibroid tumor. I've had 17. I don't know too many women that haven't had challenges the older they got into having children. 
Um, the longer you wait, seems like the less likely you're gonna have more than one. And with our careers and with college and with you know everything that's going on, usually we do wait till after 35 if we're going to do it at all. And that's when reading the study, I, I just discovered some really startling things. You may not know this, but black women are the most toxic people group in the world. And it's toxic time. in what way? In the chemicals that we ingest into our bodies? The chemicals that not only we ingest, but that we put on our bodies. And the study revealed that we are the only ones really that use our products. If you think about it, who else uses our products but us? With all of these things from anti-frizz, leave-in conditioners, oil, uh, hot oil treatments, and relaxers, and perms, and curly perms, and you name it, all the things. And oftentimes we become, we become chemists in our own bathrooms because we will mix a product from here, a product from there, a product from everywhere on our heads, and we become chemists. And that is, is frightening because for, since I was 12 years old, I was having relaxers and curls and color and all kinds of things I did to my hair to, you know, kind of adopt this standard of beauty that's been put on us by so many other cultures other than ourselves. And I just felt that this information needed to be told to as many people as pops possible. Well, as a result, I ended up with my own quest to start a hair care company. And I have a girlfriend who's a formulator and we talked about it and worked on it. And finally we came up with a formula. It's interesting, after I, I had the, the tumor issue, my hair fell out. And I tell women all the time, you know, losing your hair is one thing, I mean, cutting it is one thing, but losing it is something else because you, you have no control. You know, your hair's falling out. It's not falling out pretty. It's falling out in places where you say, well, I can manage this if it would fall out over here, but it's falling out here or it's falling out there. And, and that's what started happening. The edges were gone. The top, right top of my head was done. It was just terrible. So I started going to the barber with my husband and my sons because I had nothing to style. And every product gave me a headache, just the smell of it, just everything about it just made me sick. And that's when I decided, I said, something's gotta give. And, and that's when my girlfriend came and she formulated something for me and I threw out everything. And I, I love the way her products were natural. They, everything, there was no fragrance to them. There was no colors to them. It was just a natural product that nursed my hair back to health. And so since then, uh, the company Zipporah Hair and Skin Care was born. Mm -hmm. We did the hair care products and later I did a skincare line because mm -hmm. I had deep, deep, dark circles under my eyes after the brain tumor um, that just were a challenge for me. And right now, for example, I'm not wearing any makeup, which was is something that I could have never done uh, three, three to four years ago. And I started to really study the toxic toxins that we put in our bodies, you know, from 
from detergents to shampoos uh, to everything. You know, there's so much information that I discovered that has always been present that I think many of us have ignored because it wasn't an issue. It wasn't something we needed to be concerned about until something like this happened to me. Carmen, tell me, when you were diagnosed with the pituitary brain tumor, uh, you had emergency surgery to have it removed. Thank goodness that it was able to be removed. Yes. Were your doctors able to tell you what caused it, why it grew, and had the stroke in your head that it had? Well, you know, doctors have always been careful not to point to something. Um, and, and I found that to be the case because I did press them. I said, what is it? What did I do? They said, there's nothing you've done. It happens. One in so many women, this happens to. It happens to men as well. It's not you. But, but I did notice that when I went to my, my checkups to get my MRIs and everything done, there were probably 70% of the women in the room were, were, or people in the room were women. Um, and of that 70%, I would say definitely more than half were Black women. Okay. Um, and so that's when I started to do the research on my own to try to connect some dots. Uh, I talked to women that were in the waiting room because there was a whole endocrinology wing at UAB where I had the um, surgery done. So when we, we would have these checkups, which I had to do every two, two months, um, I would be sitting in a room to get the MRI done and it would be all these women. And I would ask them, so what are you here for? And they would tell me, oh, I had a, I had a little tumor or I had a this or I had this in my head going on and my hormones are off or this and that. And when I discovered in reading the, the study from Silent Spring, Dr. Jessica Helm is the, the author of that study. I discovered that it's the endocrine system is what is most affected by our hair care products. Mm -hmm. You know, the endocrine system manages our hormones. Um, the fact that we have all these hormonal changes that are occurring in us that are causing these abnormalities in our bodies, the older we get, you know, the more we're putting these things on our, our skin and in our hair, these, the, the list of ingredients that are not listed on the labels that are found in our hair care products. You know, the fact that they're able to get away with that, to be able to put something in a product and don't put it on the label that's harming us, potentially causing all kinds of things. Those things concerned me. And it made sense that my hormonal system, uh, which is what the pituitary pretty much regulates, was affected. Um, the fact that I had had 17 fibroid tumors, that was amazing to me. Tell me about the study that you found, because you said you started doing your own research and you were trying to figure out why, 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 because you weren't getting those answers from your healthcare professionals. Who did this particular study about the toxins in hair care products that led you to, to make the changes in your life that you've made, the founding of Zipporah and, and the things that you've discussed? The Silent Spring Institute, Dr. Jessica Helm is the author of the study. Uh, I ran across an interview with her that the BBC had done a few years back. And that's what got me on this quest 
the study is easy to be found. You can just Google Silent Spring Institute Black Hair Care, and it lists all of these ingredients that you find in black hair care products that are not listed on the label. Um, and what's interesting to me is, is most of the hair care products that we buy are not made by people that look like us. So what happens is, is there's this rough shot mixing of ingredients to get a certain outcome, but not considering what is happening to the body and to the skin once these things are put together. And the FDA kind of turns a blind eye to it. And so that was an interesting thing to me because these things are not regulated. No one is, is, is standing over them saying, no, 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 don't do that. You know, I, I recognized that if we don't sound the alarm ourselves, nobody else is going to do it. Um, and this was the other studies had been done or attempted to do in the past, but because of funding, because no one thought it important enough to fund these studies, they weren't being done. So this study is the first of its kind. There's a CNN interview as well. CNN Headline News, I believe, did an interview with a young lady who also referenced the study. And I found it interesting, even her perspective and how, how is this possible that this has been able to go on so long? And what, ch what challenges me as a, as a business owner in this, in this realm is once these natural companies get big enough, and I won't name any of them, uh, that do produce good products, they get bought out by other companies that change the formula. So then what happens is, is once you get started on something and you think you're on a natural path, it doesn't take long before you're not on that path anymore. And I can assure you, I, you know, I was determined that this would be a product that was made consciously and intentionally considering health because of my own story, because of my own challenge. Your company, Zipporah, has taken off and is doing uh, gangbusters in business in the many deals that I've read that you've done to get this natural hair care product, this natural skin care product line out to women who you don't want to have happen to them what happened to you. Uh, what do you tell our audience? What? How do we know that at some point you don't do the deal where you are out, you sell, and then your formulas change? Well, you know, we, I, I tried to start this company in the U.S. When we moved to Jamaica is when I, um, I really launched the company. There's so many people that are tied to our company in Jamaica that depend on us. You know, the thought of not being there for them, um, you know, from the, the people that fill our, do our fulfillments to the office team that my, my secretary, my general manager, my PR team and my media team. I just, I just, you know, I, I pray every day that we can keep going. I take my boys to the office to teach them the business because I do want it to be something that's generational. Um, I just, I just want to be, I, I don't think I can do it. I really don't think I can do it. I really believe that um, being a Jamaican company, you know, with Jamaican roots, and trying to stay true to our country, Jamaica land we love, 
I just want to remain where we are and continue to feed our society with the proceeds uh, from this particular company. And I, I don't want to do it, and I don't think I will. I, I made it a point to, um, we've, we've set up nonprofits that are connected to the company that send young Jamaicans off to school and um, to college uh, abroad. We've got two girls in college uh, in, in the States right now. I just don't see myself letting that go because too many people depend on us. And I know that if we sell, all of that will end. Carmen, what was the decision or the reasoning behind why you and your family relocated to Jamaica? My health had a lot to do with it. My husband is Jamaican and he really felt that living there would be better for us. Um, and I, I'm glad we did make the move because it has been better. I can't run as hard as you do in the States and Jamaica. They won't let you. Um, the whole country is laid back and everyone is just, I, everything is iry. <laughs> let me just put it to you that way. Um, so it's tough to do, but at the same time, it's been rewarding because I've been able to think and create. I'm a creator, uh, a creative as some call me. Uh, and I just like to uh, just kind of sit back and allow myself to take in my surroundings and create. And it's been a great opportunity uh, it's a space for that, for, for that there in Jamaica. So that was one of the reasons why. Of course, we have two young sons who like to dig holes and climb trees and run through rivers and go to the beach. Uh, that had a little to do with it as well. And how is your health today? I am totally free from tumors. I do have to take an MRI every um, two years. And my last MRIs, I was totally free of tumors. If our audience is interested in learning more about Zipporah and the line of products that you've created and to know more about what goes into them, because that's what, that is what goes into us, where can we find that information? Our website, ZipporahHairAndSkin.com. Carmen Hope Thomas. Uh, the brand is Zipporah, that's Z as in zebra, I-P-P-O-R. A-H, thank you for coming back and spending some time with us. It was nice talking with you. Thank you so much, Congress. Thank you. In our next segment, you'll meet the juvenile team of filmmakers teaching us grown-ups about food insecurity in Metro Atlanta. How important do you think food is? Food's incredibly important. Um, it's, it nourishes your body and it nourishes your mind. So children we know in school when they don't have enough to eat, um, they don't learn very well. They can have some behavior problems. They may not be paying attention. This is Perspectives. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condus Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condas? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this same time as we explore new perspectives.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.